I'm in your ear. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the VCast. It's me, Vic Cedeno, and I am feeling good. Full first week of the year, wasn't it? I don't know about you, but I felt it after having so many uh, nice little days off, relaxing. I didn't get a lot of days off in a row, so I really didn't miss a beat, but I took some days. Happy to be back. What a wonderful start. All right. Um, A great full week. I'm doing a solo podcast. The last bunch of podcasts I've been doing, um, I've had somebody, I've had somebody, I had some guests. I don't know what you think about the guests. I'd like to hear back from you. What do you think about the guests? Or what do you think versus me rocking solo? I thought I had some stuff to talk about, so I figured I'd come down here. It's Thursday. Thursday the 9th. 2020 2020 I don't know how your year's going but my year's gone off to a good start I had some goals that I set um, to move forward and uh, moving in on some of them some of them I'm not others I am so I'm gonna focus on what I am doing good so back in the gym signed up for um, planet fitness so People could just hit the clunk alarm as soon as they see me. The funk, funky clunk. Oh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I want to talk more about that anyway. On uh, Saturday, Angel's going to come back. We're going to talk about a lot of exercise shit and, and intermittent fasting and all that fun stuff. Uh, that's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, Laugh It Up Tuesday was back this week after... Three weeks, yeah. Once that other Tuesday was done, it was exactly three weeks um, till the next show. So I had a break, had a good break, and a really good first show back. A really good uh, way to set the year off. Um, I was really nervous at first because the weather was, it said it was supposed to be like uh, snow and rain. And I was like, uh... Here we go. It's going to be beat. As soon as people hear snow, they're not coming out on Tuesday. Um, And as a producer and host of the show, the feelings are different, right? Because I have to worry about all the comics. I have to worry about people being there. I have to worry about the bar. I have to worry about, um, you know, how the show's going. And I have to worry about opening the show cold and getting everybody warmed up. And trying to do different jokes because I'm there every single week and I can't do the same stuff, especially if I want people to keep coming back, right? If I want reoccurring people to come back at least once a month or once every two weeks um, and they come back and, you know, it's a good time. We have different lineups, but it's, I don't know what the heck my wife's making up there. Um, That's the one thing with this, with this spot that I'm in in the basement, it's, you can hear everything, especially... I think that's water running. I don't know what this. I don't know if this mic is picking that up or it is just picking up what I'm saying. The other mic I have when I do the conversations with people picks everything up. Anyway, back to the train of thought. Um, so it was a really good show. Um, I thought people weren't going to show up, and um, it was like right before, like eight. Uh, the show starts at nine, and it was right before at eight forty-five. That um, you know, a couple groups of people came in. My uh, my niece's 
godfather, one of my sister's really close friends um, from, you know, when we were kids in high school and all that stuff. Uh, he came, he popped in and he brought like four or five people with him. And um, yeah, five people. He brought five people with him. And uh, then uh, I had another uh, regular that came back uh, this girl and her her dad that come <laughs> the first time they were there I, you know I started talking to them about how they were um, seeing each other and shit like oh are you guys here on a date and they're like no it's my dad and I was like alright that's how we're gonna start <laughs> you know like how's how we're gonna start this relationship off and um, I don't know I'm, I'm sure I said something way funnier than what I just said right now um <laughs> I re you know the funny thing is is I record all these things and I have so much of this stuff on my phone and just these little interactions I wonder if I have that interaction on the phone that was a good I probably didn't record I never and then I don't I need to keep better freaking notes I need to get more organized it's so depressing to even start thinking about it all my all these ideas all these jokes all these trains of thought they just like this podcast they're all over the place mostly not funny some things are funny i don't know it's a freaking mess um but um the sh what were we talking about oh the show anyway a lot of the anxiety before the show is worrying about all that stuff so when i hear the snow i actually am a little bit relieved because if people don't show up i'm like hey the weather's bad people ain't gonna come out you know like everybody knows that everybody understands that anyway but you know when all the people showed up i was like you know relieved uh had a good show all the comics had awesome sets everybody was on point really funny um and we had uh, Sharon Simon close out, um, Dave Namery, uh, Heather Candela, um, Chips Cooney opened the show and he did his illusionist act. And I was so happy. He told me he was going to do it before anybody had showed up. And then when everybody showed up, like, you know, knowing that he was going to open with that. And he, and it, he did. Oh, and... Um, I'm missing a very important part to this whole story. Kimberly Hellum, um, she showed up and she posted a flyer on Facebook, you know, you know, reposted the flyer. And guess what? Three people showed up for her. One of her friends, you know, from whatever the fuck she knows her from, saw it. It was like, hey, I'm going to go check it out. It's Tuesday. It's free. Boom. She came through and they ate food, had pizza. They, you know, um, then they had, uh, and because I was, because I pushed the pizza. They bought pizza because I pushed the pizza. I said, uh, I don't know. I made some joke that, you know, I try to throw in the food. I try to mention tipping the bartenders, you know, supporting the bar. Typical stuff that you do as a host. Um, and uh, they that's what happens. They bought the pizza. And, you know, then somebody else bought the pizza. I sold a couple pies. All right, I'm pushing pies on Tuesday. That's what I'm doing, all right? Not only am I pushing jokes and I'm pushing laughter and goodness on people, I'm pushing pies and cakes. There's no cakes there, but I can push them if they had them. You know what I'm talking about? All right, now, um, uh, who else? I know I don't want to forget anybody. I started mentioning a whole bunch of names. Frankie Rolo came through. Um, uh, 
forget anybody. I think that was it. Um, I don't know, I'm forgetting somebody. But anyway, um, the show was good, and everybody had a good time. And, you know, the, the bar made money. Hopefully the waitresses made money, and the bartender made money. And um, uh, that's it, really. I mean, with, the, with, with at least as far as that show. Now it's time to... Um, I really, really have to refocus and, um, you know, come up with some, some things to do to, you know, just to switch it up, to make it more interesting for, for everybody that comes to the show and also to make it more interesting for me because I can get caught up in being comfortable and just doing the same thing and putting out the same, uh, you know, stuff. But I, I want to mix it up. I want to do different things, especially with, like, um, TikTok and um, the ability to edit videos and make uh, you know, have these cool trends, uh, kind of give you ideas to make videos. Some of the trends that are on there are, um, are fun and they're, uh, there's some of them are really hard to do so that when you do do it, it's impressive and it takes you working at it to do it. And it takes you practicing. That's what people don't realize. They make fun of these kids that do these things, but guess what? When these kids, you know how much it takes, these kids don't just pick it up and do it. It's hard. And these kids practice and they work at it and it shows them dedication. And you see that when they are interested in something, they'll take the time to do repetitive work at it. Um, and you know, that kind of hustle should be rewarded and not mocked in my opinion, because if you know, that's what it really is, no matter what you like doing, as long as you like doing it and if somebody's willing to pay you to do it, do it, you know what I mean? And, and I don't know if people are getting paid from TikTok yet or however that financial, um, I guess for ads and stuff, they're probably getting paid, probably get paid for like posting stuff in their feed right especially with all the attention they got on there um i'm just miserably failing at making content but the the gary v challenge is in effect this this month and i haven't i haven't posted the gary hashtag gary v um uh hashtag gary v challenge i haven't posted any of it you know why because real G's move in silence like lasagna, son. I'm not posting none of that shit I'm doing on Gary V Challenge. I'm just going to make a post at the end of the month. I'm going to come up with, I have to come up with something creative to show that I've done it all month. And then I'm going to unleash it in one swoop. Like, yo, I did it this way. I'm talking about it now. I'm not talking about it while I was doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Let's see. But I, I've been thinking about that for the last few days. As far as, you know, the, he keeps talking about the Gary Vee challenge and it's a challenge that I'm up for um, just making more content because that's one of my uh, goals for this year was just to be, be more out of my shell, more out of um, thinking of what other people think. You know, I've said that my whole life that I didn't care what people think. Meanwhile, I literally modeled my whole life after what people think. Uh, and decisions that I made based on what people think. See, that's the trickery behind it. You tell yourself you don't give a fuck, right? That's the, the motto. I don't give a fuck of what other people think. Meanwhile, everything you're doing says otherwise. You know what I mean? Like the 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 behavior doesn't fit the, the, the shit that you're talking. And the reality is you do care because... If you didn't care, 
know, you'd be making different moves. I don't even make sense. But it's what I feel. It's what I feel inside, all right? But um, I don't know what I was talking about. just started getting off on a rant. It's because my mouth got dry. Uh, all right, so there's goals for the new year. Um, another goal was to do more shows. I did my tally at the end of uh, the month, uh, that year in review podcast. I don't even think I put that podcast out, which is depressing. But I have the audio, so I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I just have to record this and then post it. Like, I have to do, like, a little preview to it um, and edit it, it. Edit it. Just, you know, cut out the little nonsense in the front when I was checking everything to make sure everything was all right. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I'm going to post that. But anyway, in the year review that I did for 2019, I tallied that I did 45 shows. That's a rough estimate based on what I wrote on my calendar. I did not track this number. I did not actively think of this number. Um, you know, like I, I didn't actively think that I was going to tally this number at the end of the year. This is the first year I ever counted. I didn't count how many shows I did the previous year. Um so uh, I want to get more into tracking, you know, all of my my information like that. Um, so I counted 45 shows. So my goal for 2020 is to do double that, 90 shows, right? And um, one of the things I said that I had to do to do that is to um, ask for more spots. All right. Now, one thing I said when I first started doing comedy was that I wouldn't ask for spots and I wouldn't ask for opportunities until like I was three, four years in, maybe five, you know, uh, because my in my experience now, I'm not a young kid. I'm a 37 year old man. And in my experience, I have I feel like you can't make a second first impression like you can't you can't change it the opinion you can't change a person's first opinion of you that's why some people that see you a certain way no matter how you change they still see you a certain way and that's because that's your impression of you you know a lot of comics say that you have to leave wherever you started doing comedy because the people that you started doing open mics with will always see you as an open micer Right, so you know, um, I lost my train of thought with this open micro thing, so anyway, yes, so um, 45 shows. Um, so I didn't want to ask for any spots because I just didn't want to go to your show, bomb, and then you're like, fuck this guy, you know what I mean? Um, and then that's it, you know, you. If somebody asks you to be on the show, it's different. I was talking about this with Angel um, the other day. Um, if you talk to someone and you ask for something, right? Like if you ask for an opportunity and you fail, then it's on you because you asked for it. You thought you were ready and you asked for it. But if I ask you if you want an opportunity and then you fail, 
it's on me because I thought you were ready. And it's on you too, you know, it's also your accountability. But then the dynamic of the relationship, it's on me, right? So that if you come back and ask for a second chance, then I can be like, well, maybe you're ready. And I can give you, you know, you're more, and you're more inclined to give someone a second chance if if you asked rather than if they asked. You know what I mean? Like, if you ask me, I'm kind of like, all right, well, then I thought you were ready and you weren't. So now, if you come back, well, make sure you think you're ready now. You know what I mean? Um, so I didn't want to put myself in those positions and ask people for spots. I would always see different people's posts especially with social media and scrolling i always tell the story about jersey city underground um was the show in jersey city at the jc underground i think it's like a bar restaurant or something and then they have a basement and in that basement uh it's right outside the little train station uh i think union i don't know i don't know nothing please leave me alone um the the show had like this cool brick wall and it had cool lighting and you know the hosts um you know were cool and they were funny and i was like man these guys got a nice setup and they got that cool brick wall and they got a cool audience and the vibe was so it was just so dope and i was like man i can't wait to be funny enough to be on that show and um I forgot how I got on. Oh, I got on that show because I offered the guys a spot. I hit them both up. I was like, yo, I like your show. You know, you guys are funny. You want to do a spot? I have this show over here. Boom. And I didn't ask. Excuse me. I didn't ask for a spot. They came. They did my show. I opened and they saw me do my thing. And then they asked me to be on their show. And that's how I wanted it. And then I fucking failed. (laughs) But I'm still friends with them, right? I fucking went over there and I bombed. Um... Uh, I sweated up a fucking storm on their stage and bombed miserably a miserable death. I died over there in JC Underground, and I still love that motherfucker. And uh, they, I think they got open mics. Oh, man, they had the open mic tonight? No, they didn't. Come on, man. I thought there was no... Oh, fuck that. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so that JC Underground, that was one that I... You know, like I said, I wanted to be on that show, but I didn't want to ask. And I found my way on that show on the back end. So I didn't have, you know, I had that opportunity with my show. And I'm, that sh- that's done that a lot for me. It's really gotten me a lot of bookings. Um, and it's gotten me to meet a lot of people and get connections and stuff. And that's great. Um, but I haven't asked. Well, this year, I was flirting with it. I'm like, all right, so if I'm going to do more shows, I need to ask for more stuff now I learned a long time ago if you want something you gotta ask for it but it's the hardest thing in the world to do for me at least and for a lot of people because a lot of people talk about it so I had to ask and um, I need to ask so that's been something in my mind now on uh Tuesday, my boy Vishnu Vaka was on the show. Did I mention that? Did I mention Vishnu Vaka's name before? If you don't know who Vishnu Vaka is, look him up. Vishnu is spelled V I S H N U, and Vaka, his last name is V A K A. Very simple. Vishnu Vaka. The same way you fucking hear me say it, it's the way you spell it. It's worth 
time to look up, watch a couple YouTube videos. If you like comedy, he's hilarious. Um, I met him. Where the hell did I meet him? I think I met him at an open mic. I met him at an early open mic around here when like he first started coming around, and um, and he was hilarious. And uh, damn, I really don't remember how, how I met Vishnu. I gotta talk to him. He probably remembers. He probably doesn't remember either. Um, anyway, uh, he's he's hilarious. So he comes. He he does a, he kills. And um, after the show, we're hanging out. Uh, in my car and um, we are hitting the peace pipe with my Indian brother uh, Vishnu Vaka and he tells me uh, we start talking about how um, he's opening um, uh, he told me the name of the, I don't remember the name of the comic guys I'm terrible with names but this guy's a national headlining comic um, and he you know, does everywhere, Stress Factory, uh, New Brunswick, he does, you know, all the hotels, uh, resorts and stuff, um, comedy clubs, all the, all, all up and down the East Coast and everywhere, right? So he's, Vishnu tells me the story how, you know, he becomes his opener. Um, no, I'm sorry, his feature. Vi Vishnu is now his East Coast feature. And um, he tells me the story how he, how he did it. And um, I'm not even going to tell his story. No, I'm not going to tell his story. So he tells me the story about um, how he becomes his his um, East Coast opener. But long story short, he asks for it. You know, he's in, he puts himself in these positions. He's not afraid to ask for spots. And, um, and I need to do that more because now I feel like I'm more prepared and willing to take a chance that that I could not die of death like I did at JC Underground. Um, it's still possible, 100%. But I don't need to be afraid of that. Um, I also think I've created uh, more of a neighbor for myself in two years uh, than I did before. But, um, you know... I'm really happy that I'm doing this podcast and talking about these things because I swear to you, I swear to you that when I came up with the idea for writing, like saying this stuff that I'm going to talk to you about these specific things that I'm going to talk to you about in these podcasts, that I really was going to do this asking for more spots thing because of this Vishnu story and because of my goals but I'm not because just listening to me talk about this in these reasons at this moment right now I don't think I, I think I need more time that's what I think yeah more time I'm just gonna wait like I think I'm gonna wait like 40 years I don't have 40 Anyway, uh, the goal's ninety ninety shows this year, so um, we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. Um, I have zero on the boards right now. <laughs> I've asked for zero spots, so I'm failing. I'm failing at that right now for not asking for spots, but that's all good because um, the fact that I know it 
um, it makes me aware of it and I can uh, I can make adjustments so we got to get to work so oh no bullshit I've already booked my I booked my first spot I've already booked my first spot uh, February um, see man just you know you get down on yourself and it's not the right story okay all right um, yeah, I booked my first spot already. February, uh, I think right after Valentine's Day. Somewhere there, rivaling thread over there in Staten Island at the uh, Rosebank Tavern. Beautiful show ran by John Kirshner and Nikara. Nikara, if you say his name, if you say his name uh, really fast, he sounds South American, right? Nikara. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um... Yeah, so I already booked my first show. So I've been failing at asking, but it's only the ninth. So we're not going to get down on ourselves and start the pity, 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 pity party. Um, what else is going on? Parenting is fun, right? Any parents out there? Ooh, I'm bombing on my own podcast. <laughs> Nobody's going to answer me. Um, yeah. Parenting's fun. I had this uh, very interesting interaction with my daughter yesterday. Uh, I have a four-year-old, for those of you that don't know. Four-year-old girl. I'm going to share this parenting story. Not to say that I'm the best parent in the world. But um, there's a... Um, what do I want to say? There's a... Um, there's a certain standard that I want to set for my daughter that I'm gonna I don't share much about my uh, family you'll see my Instagram and all my stuff I don't talk about that stuff a lot I don't talk about parenting a lot I don't talk about marriage a lot I don't talk about oh I mean I talk about that shit on stage but I don't talk about it like social like as experience because I'm new to this shit so I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing so that's why I'm not trying to come off like an expert or anything just sharing an experience and with my daughter <clears throat> she's a really 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 sweet kid very smart and um, she's very very funny and she has such a great personality and she's so caring and beyond empathetic like uh, she's emotionally like 11 years old like a 10 year old like no kidding emotionally like the way she feels the way she understands the way she processes the way she relates the way she um just a lot of behaviors that she just it makes it very easy to communicate with her makes it very easy to deal with her um my daughter has been um a dream as far as uh like a little person that you're raising like the things that she learns just the way she is um the uh you know her health and everything like that like you know we've been very lucky very blessed um you know and if you believe in all that stuff um and i i do believe i'm very fortunate 100 percent and, you know, considering the circumstances, she also was born premature, uh, eight weeks. Um, she has hemangiomas. We spent 
numerous years, you know, in and out of an oncology unit in Patterson, uh, St. Joseph's, um, which is tremendous, by the way, a tremendous facility and tremendous people, tremendous um, everything. Very, I'm so impressed. So, so impressed. My dad died in that damn hospital and um, I didn't know what to expect. It's Patterson, New Jersey. I'm not going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you, kid. I don't go there a lot. So I don't know. So I already make my own ignorant assumptions. Right? Wrong. That place is fucking top notch. Um, my experience, anyway. I don't want to, you know, they could have fucked up other people's lives. I have no idea. But my experience with them was amazing considering what we were going through. And, you know, uh... Yeah, wow, I never talked about this stuff. Um, what was I trying to say? Anyway, yeah, well, the interaction. So anyway, my daughter's a really good kid, is what I'm trying to say. She's just like me, though. She's, a, you know, likes to make people laugh. She's a maniac. Um, so she got in trouble. No, she didn't get in trouble. She went, she was at my grandmother's, my mother-in-law's house. Um, and she came home. Why am I blanking out on this story right now? Um, we came home. I came home and my wife had left. And it was just me and her. And I was like, how was your day? And she was like, well, my day was good. Except I said a bad word to Nona. And I was like, well, well what did you say? And she was like, are you going to get mad? And I was like, Probably. I'm already upset right now. What do you mean you said a bad word? <laughs> you, you know, like, I don't, um, there's going to be consequences. You know, regardless if you tell the truth or not, you know, I that's going to weigh in as far as you as a character. I, I want to build that up with her that she can trust me. She can talk to me. She can be open with me. Um, you know, I don't want to violate that trust that, you know, I'm, she's going to get. <clears throat> that she doesn't think I'm on her side. That's the point I wanted to make to her. I'm on your side. I need you to tell me the truth so that I can help you, not punish you. But if there's, you know, if you've done things, that you also need to learn that there's consequences. Um, so she tells me that, um, she tells me that uh, she called my mother-in-law stupid. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, she, she was trying to cut something out. And um, uh, she just said, you know, she tried to take the scissors out of her hand and called her stupid. Uh, she called her stupid. So I told her, all right, well, listen, you were brave and you told me. And I appreciate that. You were very brave and you told me the truth. So you're not going to get in trouble. But I want to tell you that I'm very disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed in your behavior. And I'm very disappointed in the way that you treated your grandmother who loves you very much and does so much for you all the time. How dare you talk to her like that? So don't talk to me because I don't want to talk to you. You're not in trouble. Go play. Just leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. I'm very disappointed. I'm hurt. You hurt my feelings because you called Nona stupid. You hurt my feelings. 
And she said, all right. She walked away. She knew that, you know, she, I saw in her face she was upset. She doesn't, one thing about her, she doesn't like, um, she doesn't like you being upset with her. She doesn't want, she doesn't want beef. She doesn't want you <laughs> to be mad at her. She does you know, if you're mad at her, that upsets her. Um, so she goes in the room and then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, all right, well, she's not going to get in trouble, but this is not good. I don't want my kid to be talking to her grandmother or her mother or me or anyone for that matter as a little kid, as a four-year-old, okay? A four-year-old that's going to turn five in February. Excuse me. As a four-year-old that's going to turn five in February, there's no way I want you talking to anyone like that at all. This is not going to start now. We're not having it. I just kept replaying that in my head, and I started getting angry. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I can't say nothing. I can't go back over there right now and start yelling at her. I told her she's not in trouble. I don't want to break her trust, right? So I'm like, damn. I was like, you know what? I'm going to call Nona. I'm going to call Nona right in front of her, and I'm going to tell her. If she ever talks like that to you again, you tell me, and I will take every single toy away from her. I will take everything away from her. This kid had a Christmas, like a toy store, okay? The Christmas that she had. Very nice. Like I said, we happen to be very fortunate that we have, you know, family that gives a lot. And, you know, my daughter had a good Christmas. And I try to put it in her head that not every kid has these things. Not every kid has both parents. I didn't grow up with both parents your mom grew up with both parents that didn't get her anything right so be very very grateful that you have both parents that are able to provide you with so much that like you know i i try to instill that in her that to be ungrateful that you have all this but i feel like in my head no matter how you do it the more you give your kids the worse you're doing for them and it's 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 becoming more and more evident especially with um, how, especially how I get so excited to give her a gift and then the reaction is just like, uh, um, <laughs> especially with the Christmas, you know, I got her, uh, <clears throat> I got her a really big gift. My daughter's freaking four years old. She asked for a Barbie. She asked for one Barbie. Okay. This is how ridiculous I am. She asked for one Barbie doll for Christmas. And I bought her a Barbie dream house. Okay. She asked for a Barbie doll. I bought her a Barbie dream house. (sighs) The reaction when she opened it. Was oh cool. You know like. (laughs) You know like she's excited. She loves it. Don't get me wrong. She loves it. I'm happy that she has it. And all that good shit. But it was just. It's always anticlimactic. We do that every year. Me and my wife laugh about it. We do this every year. Where we think we get these gifts. Every year we. We. You know, we both we don't compete, but we're like try hard to get a good gift, you know, that's going to make her happy. And I tell you what, every single year, the Christmas gifts don't matter. It's like just the, I, I, the quality of the gifts don't matter. It's the thought behind it, knowing what she likes and knowing what she's into. And um, that gets more over with her. You know what I mean? Than the actual quality of the gifts. Um, <clears throat> so, 
what the hell was I saying? Anyway, oh, so um, so I called Nona, right? Call Nona, and uh, I sit right in front of her, and I call. She's like, who are you calling, right? That's questioning who I'm calling. You kidding me? If I was a fucking kid and I questioned my mom on who she was calling, she would have threw a slipper at me, right? I had a nice little three-pound Bradley slipper. She would have flew at me. I'm not a three-pound. That shit is light. It's like a three-ounce slipper. It was. It hurt when you were a kid, but as a, as like a 13-year-old, that shit just bounced off my shoulder. Uh, I keep getting distracted. I'm sorry, telling this damn story. Um, I call Nona. Uh, I sit down and I call Nona. She asked me who I'm calling, and I didn't say anything. I just looked at her. I gave her that stare that my mom used to give to me to let me know that I mean business, right? Not happy right now. And I call Nona, and Nona uh, picks up, and she's like, hi, what's the matter? Because <laughs> I never call her, so she thinks something's wrong. And I'm like, oh, nothing, I'm sorry to bother you. But I've been talking to Isabella about how her day was going today, and she told me that she called you stupid today. Is that true? And she's like, yeah, she did call me stupid, but it was no big deal right away. You know, Nona's coming to her rescue. She hears my tone and my voice. And right away, Nona's coming to her rescue. She doesn't want her to get in trouble, but she knows that she did something wrong. And she's like, yeah, she did, but it wasn't no big deal. I, you know, I told her, I said, no, I'm sorry, Nona. Listen, it's a very big deal. She's a four-year-old little girl. She does not need to be talking to nobody like that. So we're stopping it right now. Okay, I'm taking this very seriously. She told me the truth, and because she was brave and she told me the truth, she's not getting in any trouble. But she needs to learn that there's consequences. So if she does that again, you need to tell me. If she disrespects you one more time, you need to tell me. Because if she does it, I'm taking every single toy away from her and then her little head popped up and she looked over at me and I said every little toy it's gonna look like she don't even live here anymore and then um uh Nona was <laughs> Nona was like oh you know okay and then um and then that was it and then I got off the I got off the phone with Nona and uh then is and my daughter asked me she goes uh Hey, Daddy, um, if you take all of my toys away, I'm only going to be allowed to play with my old toys? Like, trying to negotiate. She tried to negotiate a settlement by offering me a false a false plea deal. Like, if that was what I... She, like, offered the false plea deal on the table. Like, if we both agreed to this already and just made the first offer, how do you make an offer from... An, a disadvantage, a disadvantageous position, right? You're not. I don't even know if I made fucking sense with that word, but you're not. You're not in control, and you're making. You know what I mean? Like you're not in a position to negotiate, but yet you're trying to negotiate, and that was your move. And it was a little noble move, and I said, "No, I'm taking all the old toys too." I said, "I'm taking good new toys. I'm taking the old toys. I'm taking the table." I'm taking the carpet, I'm taking your toy bin, I'm taking the the pencils, I'm taking everything. It's going to look like you don't live here. The only thing that I'm obligated to give you is food. 
I was like, I give you these toys. Me and mommy give you these toys. And everybody gives you these toys because you're a good girl. You're a sweet girl. You're a nice girl. Everything that I told you in the beginning that she is, I told her right to her little face that she is. And that's why we get give her these things. It's not because we owe her anything. It's because we love you because you're a good person. And you do good things. And you're nice. And you're thoughtful. And you're sweet. That's why we give you these things. But if you're going to be calling non or stupid and talking to people like that, then I don't need to give you anything. I don't need to like you anymore. That's it. I don't like that attitude. I don't like that behavior. I'm not going to reward it. And you're not going to get anything. And that's the way it's going to be. And she got up, came over, and gave me a big hug. She said, I love you, Daddy. And I gave her a big hug back. I said, I love you, too. We had that moment. And it was very nice. And I just feel like kids need to understand there's consequences early. Early, early, you got to nip these behaviors in the bud. I, I don't want my daughter to be talking to people like that. There's nothing I can't stand more than seeing, like, little kids talking to adults like that. Because it's... I don't know. I just like smacking kids, I think. That's really what... <laughs> I just like smacking kids. No, I, don't, I don't hit my daughter. Um, I don't need to. Um, I just threaten her. And uh, that seems to be very effective. Um, yep, so that's how I'm going to end that parenting segment. Uh, you can catch me on TLC and um, the Wii channel offering my babysitting tips. Um... I don't know. That's it. It's almost 10 p.m., guys. Um, just wanted to rock out a little bit solo. I was upstairs, and I was, uh, after I finished my little chores, I was going to hit the be hit the uh, couch and play some video games. I was like, you know what? I can go downstairs and just do a quick podcast, keep banging these things out, keep getting these thoughts out. Uh, catching you guys up on what's going on in case you're interested uh, hopefully the, these experiences have entertained you have informed you have enlightened you have brought you to a better place in your life than you were 40 minutes ago okay uh, but I do want to know I, um, if you can for me please if you've listened this far um, feedback would be greatly appreciated please give my podcast a review uh if you're listening on itunes uh drop it a, you know give me some stars if you give me some stars if you like it uh if not if you don't like it just you know keep it fucking moving you don't have to say a thing all right you wouldn't have made it this far if you don't like it so if you made it this far and then you try to tell me you don't like it i think you're bullshitting you're just fucking trolling me all right uh, but I do want to know your um, opinion on solo podcast, first guest podcast, um, me talking about my thoughts and things that are going on, or conversations, um, or both. I mean, I'm not going to restrict myself either way. I'm still going to do both. But I just want to know, you know, I just want to talk to you guys. That's it. I just want to talk. All right. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you want to talk about. Let's make this um, uh, interactive. All right, drop me a DM, hit me a message, anything, anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about it, I'll bring it up, 
I'll bring it up in a conversation. Or I'll sit here and talk about it by myself. You tell me. All right. Um, anyway, I hope you have a good night. I don't have any shows to plug because I'm failing in my 2020 goals. So I'm just going to plug Laugh It Up Tuesday. Nikki's Bar and Grill every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Different lineups. Funny comics. The illusionist Chips Cooney. Um, it's just a great spot. All right, that's it. You come in, you don't have to pay no cover. It's free parking, and we have a great time. It's wonderful. All right. Okay. Good night.